All right, Steph, tell us something about yourself that we need to know. We met you here today at Holistic. Tell us something about you we need to know. Well, I'm 19 years old. I've been skating like consistently for about three, four years now, skating around like Reading, Pennsylvania, West Reading. Sometimes I take trips to Philly and stuff. One thing you should know about me is, hmm, I love to ollie. <laughs> I like I like Ollie. <laughs> That's one thing I, you should. Do you also love guys. Lamp? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like to skate a lot. You know, where do you I skate? Like Stonecliff is like my main. Like I'll go there, have a good sesh because I work too, so it's like hard to like go out street skate all day and stuff like that. So I usually just end up going to Stone and just skating there all day, hanging out with the community and stuff. What do you like about Stonecliff Skate Park? it's a good it's a good vibe to be honest like the people that i skate with everybody around there it's like it's very homey it's very like welcoming they don't make you feel like an outsider so to speak it's pretty like they're like hey what's up what's your name what do you do how long you like they they really like push you to kind of open yourself to them i didn't really makes it i didn't get that vibe today i'm not gonna lie (laughs) there is definitely sometimes that yeah, it could get a little weird there because it is definitely Reading, Pennsylvania. Don't don't forget. I gave a nod to one guy that was there and just got nothing in return. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some some dudes there are a little iffy, but mo- the people that I mess with, most of most of my friends are the same as me, kind of like welcoming, just want to see you skate, just kind of want to see you progress and stuff. Yeah, who's the worst person to run into at Stonecliff? Worst person to run. <laughs> That's a funny question. Hmm. I'd say I'd say the worst person the worst person to run into at the skate park is the person that you see has been getting filmed for like thirty minutes straight and is not giving up and they just got that look on their face. I'm not calling anybody out, but you know who you are. Hey, got your clips, but remember you're at a skate park. <laughs> you don't have to try as hard. It's it's not a contest, but hey, some people they'll they'll be there thirty minutes straight just going going and i'm a i'm a victim of this too i'm not gonna talk like i don't be trying for long too but there's some people that they just go and they they don't pay no mind for anybody too that's the other thing it's like you got to have some skater etiquette when you're trying for that hard and that long is this one person in particular or a few people it could it could definitely be a few people i feel like it depends on the day like if you get there and you already see people they're just like going at it you could just tell to steer clear from that obstacle because you might not get a chance on it that day but some days it's just like mostly everybody's on the bench just chilling what obstacles get the most love at stone cliff i have my guess but i want to know from someone that's there's like two i think the mini ramps or like not the mini ramps the quarter pipes like there's a i don't know the specific sizes but there's like a shorter one on one side and then there's a fun box in the middle with the like a down rail bar, like a bumper bar kind of thing. And then they have like the taller quarter pipe that gets like good love from like the older dudes. Like they get their turns on that. And then the dock is like really like people, people, skate, the dock. people skate the dock. Really? I was so blown away that it just drops off. Like you go up a bank, it's flat and then just drops. The point and people love that fatty to flat. Did it use? Did it used to have stairs or is it just a floating dog? It did. I think they did used to have like this big long like two stairs yeah, and like this long. Bar. I can jump in, yeah. yeah. So that was a new addition to the park. Like when you go to Stonecliff for anyone listening, like you'll notice that some of the ramps are black and some of the ramps are blue. 
the black Rams were put in in 2004 and the blue Rams were done in 2016, 17 and 18. So they put three new ramps in and the way that the loading dock used to be, it used to be a stair set. So it had the prefabricated like butter box and then there was like a manual pad and the rail was actually attached to it going down. So two locals, uh, or Aiden Long and Jared McHaley just came and, and, and unscrewed like the, the, the whole entire rail off and then took the bolts off and it basically became like a mat two manual pads and then the smaller manual pad. Did Jared make a bit out of it? Comedy bit? Stand up bit? Possibly. <laughs> Probably, yeah. In my opinion, I feel like the way they did it is better because now we have like a really small to the ground manual pad and we have another box too and the stair set that it was, I feel like more people skate it the way it is now than it was before. That's interesting. I, I, I wouldn't have guessed that, but now I know. That's incredible. Uh, prior to us recording, I heard about a fight that happened recently. Do you know anything about said fight? Can you chime in on it? Yeah, I don't know exactly what happened. I, I heard some details. I definitely heard, I don't know, somebody sold somebody's skate tool, I guess, and then somebody got picked up and put in a trash can which is kind of crazy to me like you got to be really mad to lift somebody up off the ground high enough to put them in the trash can also a lot taller too like if you asked me to do that i would want like clear and that their feet are going to go in and then everything drops down wow do you know what kind of skate tool it was what kind of skate tool was it do you know um it had to be one of those expensive silver skate tools. I don't know. I don't know anybody getting mad over like a Spitfire skate tool and then has to put somebody in a trash can over it. That would be crazy, honestly. Ian, do you have a favorite skate tool you've had in your life? Probably the one I have now. Just the one I have now because it's the first one I ever owned that I didn't accidentally take from somebody else. But I, I know for sure the one that I have now, which I forgot today, but the one that I do own is like, it's my skate tool, you know? It's dark blue. I don't even know what brand it is. I forget, but. All right, gets the job. All right, mo- moment of truth. Give the name of someone whose skate tool you own. I'll go first. Brett. Johnny. My friend John, probably. <laughs> I have like three skate tools. I- I'm like the king of like, why do I have so many skate tools? And then next week I'm like, where are all my skate tools? It's like <laughs> it's like the best of both worlds with me. Are you sure you're not the kid that got put into the trash? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. Nah, I'm messing with you. It wasn't me. <laughs> Yeah, the one dude, Brett, used to work at Zoomies, and it's one of the reflex tools that had the longer T screwdriver and bearing pusher and rethreader. Never used the bearing press, though. I got I to gotta chime in here, actually. Yeah, this is pretty funny. Yeah, it's like talking about stealing people's tools. I actually have Stefan's tool. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he came in here like two weeks ago and like left his tool in the shop and then like DM me. He's like, yo, is, I it, literally forgot is my about skate tool here? It's like the silver ratchet tool, and I, I had it for like two weeks. It all comes to fruition on the pod. Now we know. Like I said, I my tools, like, I got a hole in my pockets for skate tools. What do you usually keep in your pockets? Do you wear a bag at all when you skate, or you put everything to the side? What's that like? Um, I have a fanny pack on right now, actually. I like you skate with it? Yeah, I like skating with the fanny pack because I think it's, like, the easiest thing. Like, you throw your phone in there, your headphones, your keys. So, like, when you're trying tricks off the dock, you have your fanny oh, pack? Oh, no, no, no. Anything that, anything that I could, like, actually fall and, like, break something in the if i feel like something might break in the fanny pack i'm gonna take it off but if i'm doing like maybe a ledge trick i'll keep it on maybe like a a a low rail i'll keep it on but if i'm like jumping down stuff i don't like to keep it on got it i had a 
I had a question about this Sunoco that's on the way to Stonecliff. Can you chime in on that, Seth? Probably gets like 90% of their sales from every skater that goes to Stone. Yeah, like go there before. Thank you, JD. If you go there before, like your skate chest, you could probably find some some people like heading to Stone. It's literally like you get off the exit on the highway and it's right there. Like it's legit right there, right before you take the turn on the way to Stonecliff. So. I love how they have degenerate gamblers in there too. <laughs> All day. You you go there seven in the morning. Ding, 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 ding. You hear the little the little um music playing in the background. It's like, oh my God. I don't know what they're trying to win, but what do you win? Like how like I don't know how you get paid out with those. Have you ever played it's a card? And then you go to the cashier and they give you like the most I've ever heard somebody winning is like a hundred bucks. Anything over five hundred, like you can't even cash it in that day. I got one for that. Actually, we had someone, they're called Pennsylvania Skills Games. So it's like basically you just like press a button and it's totally random. But one of our customers was playing one. At, my family actually used to own a bar in Reading and uh, they sold it a couple, like like maybe like 30, 40 years ago. And, it, and we were my mom worked for them for her whole life. And uh, they recently remodeled and they have those games in the bar now. And one of my, my friend's friends won uh, and got paid out $800 in nice worth it yeah worked out pretty well tell me about the skate or the bike sculpture that's there with the biking guy on it who's okay the bike sculpture because it looks as if dude has one foot on the seat and the other like foot is like limbo it sucks too because i feel like that that bike sculpture could be so much better than it is like it could be such like it could be the picture that everybody sees on google you know when you search up stone cliff but it's like <laughs> it just looks pretty funny like kids climb it when they walk past it and like i'm not saying there isn't a bmx scene here because there definitely is days where it's like full of bmxers at the park but i feel like they definitely should have put a skateboard there instead of a bmx bike that's just my personal opinion yeah i didn't see any scooters though is that a threat to the park not really actually there's like younger kids every now and then that come and kind of like they don't know skate etiquette so you can't even get mad at them like they they're just rolling around and they roll in front of you and you can't even get mad because they literally don't know. JD steps up to the mic. Going, <laughs> yeah, JD. yeah, you, you can all thank me for that. I convert them. Yeah, JD's JD's good at getting the getting the skaters young before they grab any other wheel device. They're like, nope. I was gonna you know, say something about I was gonna say something about the Mikey Alfred of Reading, but I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> getting them while they're young. Yeah, you, you, you know he, where he needs seven hundred k to film with you guys. Yeah. Oh, wow. Ian, what were your takes on Stonecliff today? I thought it was, a, I admire the open format. I like how you can go from one thing to another thing. And it's not as if you have to like go around things to get to what you have in mind. It seems as if it's very fluid. Uh, what were your takes on Stonecliff today? I liked it way more than I thought I was going to, because I grew up watching videos of Kyle Nicholson skating there and like, I feel like I watched a lot of really talented people skating there on YouTube and kind of convinced myself that that's how everyone in Reading skates. So I was a little scared to actually see that park in real life after seeing it on the internet for 10 years or however long. But yeah, it is, it's a lot bigger than I thought it would be. It is very open. There's some movable shit. Uh, you got that nice little creek right there. I feel like if you have a creek next to your skate park, it's a 10 out of 10 already for me. For some reason, yeah, having the water near there is calming. 
I uh, won't say the name of it, but there's a person in Philly that I think, I don't know if they refuse to skate with trees in the background of their clips, but they are not a fan of having trees or greenery in the background of their clips. I guess for the city landscape, just concrete. Can we guess at it? Their image. You can. I won't confirm or disconfirm. But no, I like you. Could, so... you, you could just name people. <laughs> I just won't say anything. <laughs> no, I thought it was a lot cooler than I thought it would be. We there were only a couple people there, so I don't know if we got a good taste of what the scene is like on a normal busy day. But uh, I, I nodded at somebody too, and I got a nod back. I don't know what you did to fuck with that other guy. I I was right out of the gate, like nodding, and maybe dude was mid trick. I think his friend slammed pretty quickly after. You just nodded at him. The one that didn't slam. No wonder the the one that didn't slam. I nodded at when I got in. Yeah. What the fuck is that? His buddy. I don't know. Acknowledging that his friend fell. Just. mm -hmm. But it was after. It was a lot. A lot of time after that, his buddy fell, and I think at some point, dude left. So I I miss him already. (laughs) What did you think? I mean, it was it was at least a nine out of ten for me. I love going back in time to skate skate wave ramps. I like the mix of ramps that are newer and look less uh, broken in. I do like the threat of a threshold to a quarter pipe that might pitch you. I think that's a fun little feature. I like how well-maintained the flat bar is and the butter boxes too. I was very impressed that they weren't just rollover ones like that. So I don't know who's doing that is, but I was pleased with did you guys have like a favorite obstacle that you skated the most or? I put in a decent amount of time trying the trick on the hip, which was in pretty good condition. I skated the flat bar a bit in between. I like how the table that's there is pretty preserved and in good condition too. the plastic one, like, you know, pa- like plastic table bench, but you can't actually sit in it because it's skate. Yeah, it's it's like a perfect. It, it's not made for sitting. It's made for skating for sure. Whoever thought that up's brilliant. Yeah, Send it's me. like the perfect size for the low. And if you want to like go for the high, you can get on it. I mean, I'm not that good, but I've seen people do it, so it's definitely possible. I would just be terrified that my foot goes in between if I try <laughs> oh, something on the table. Oh man, I've seen people like go on the inside of the bench, like on the inside corner, and like grind on the inside, like a skinny like pathway. I think that's pretty cool too. Like getting creative. All in all, out of eight hardware pieces, you're saying solid eight. Rate the park. Yeah, let's give it an eight, sure. Okay. I'm going to say I like the vibe potential. It kind of seems nerve-wracking to have all of the bleachers facing out, but I guess if you have some honeys there, they can only watch you skate. They can't, like, hide. It's good to have some grandstands. They're watching who's skating or biking or whatever. Um, if I had to put it out of eight, I wish we could have skated it longer. I imagine in the summer it could suck, though. Correct me if I'm wrong. The summertime there sucks. Metal ramps. Falling on hot ramps is terrible. (laughs) Yeah, I do summer camp in the summer, and like honestly, the worst part about Stone Cliff is in the morning hours in the summer. It gets so hot, especially the old black ramps. Like you fall on those, you're burning yourself. Oh no. Yeah, it happens to like some of the kids, and it's it's kind of frustrating. Yeah, yeah. and the plastic in the summer too. We'll just summer at noon. It's it's like the worst time. You could literally like get a brush burn just sliding down the ramp, just trying to bail correctly too. Like it's bad. Um, out of six, six, 
can easily go to seven though. That's where I'm standing. Yeah, and I was gonna say, uh, you know, just if anyone else is listening on the podcast and has to deal with those like shitty prefab parks or has issues with like the ends of them being like kind of crusty or bikers warm down, uh, some of the locals, you know, we figured out if you go underneath them with a socket wrench kit, you can pop the tiles off and then rotate them around. So one of the reasons why Stone Cliffs like grind boxes are a little bit more like uh, parallel and they're not as chunked out is because over the years we just rotate the pieces in. That's pretty brilliant i didn't know that i'm i'm taking a note right now because i know the one yeah. skate wave park could use it yeah and I, and I guess like it's super easy to do you just flip the box over or whatever and there's you'll see the bolts underneath and then once you pop them off you can just rotate them and like Stu miller actually figured that one out and we've been doing it for years at the park just kind of like rotating pieces in and out like if you look at the pieces the worst ones are in the middle of the boxes because we've figured it out and then i guess my question for you guys is what would you guys think of the ground I like the ground. I didn't have an issue, but I feel as if it would scrape up your tail over time. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I liked it, but I feel no like cracks. there's a yeah, no cracks. No cracks. What's That's the catch though? <laughs> yeah, Kyle Nicholson. Like when I talk to him, like he he'll come back and be like, "Oh yeah, best ground. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty good." I never felt as if I was in danger of rocks or cracks or anything. Did you feel that way? Ian? One like tiny, tiny little acorn, and that was the only thing I really got stuck up on. I was a little paranoid about acorns after that, but I didn't see any more. What uh, what was the name of that place that we had lunch at too? In Len Lettitz, Lettitz, Lettitz. Oh yeah, we also skated that ledge, um, skate park in Lettitz. Yeah, it's okay. I don't remember what that place was. Ham and butcher something. Some. Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't Bull's Head. I could look it up. Same like vein of restaurant, though. You know. Yeah, there's good restaurants and lettuce. Yeah, they got some good food. And hey, while we're talking about local skate parks, J JD, you're working on a, a DIY nearby right now. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, cool. Talking this one. Yeah, yeah. We uh we worked on a DIY for a couple of years. I mean, we've been working on them like you know we don't really like advertise it or make like Instagram pages for the DIYs, but like in the Reading scene, we've been actively building like since I moved back home in 20, 2011, 2012. and it's always been a rotating cast of whoever's available. But like, gotta ha have to say in this one, just shout out Stuart Miller. I mean, he has put so much work into like building DIYs in the area, like with me and a few others, and like. Uh, a few others like there's a, a homie of ours named Anthony that moved out to Pittsburgh uh, that helped out a lot and like you know Gianni Molinari like helped out a ton and so did like you know Chad Dervian and his kids and like you know we basically like started out we had like a, a little ditch spot that we worked at like 10 years ago and it's, it's everything that we did is still standing the problem with it is it, it just overgrows so much and as I'm talking to you guys right now you can't see but I have poison ivy just covered over my body from, from cleaning it out and clearing out some of the brush uh, Stu works as a landscaper, so he like comes in every once in a while and will cut back some of the brush and make it skatable. And then uh, two years ago, and starting in like 2019, we started building like a little DIY that we called Buttonwood, which was like five minutes from the shop. It was like we started out with a bank to curb and built that first. And then uh, when the pandemic hit, uh, I was scared to go to the skate park at first because I wasn't sure what COVID would do. So I just needed a box or like a ledge. So we built a six foot long angle iron ledge, and that was like the second edition. And then uh, we built like uh, some of the older guys came and put slappy curbs in there too. And it was like for three years, it was like one of the best spots. And 
unfortunately it was built on a road and you know people started bringing like wood boxes and like and cones and traffic cones and when you have like kids that are newer to skating and like you know they're from 12 to like 14 they pull stuff out they don't put it back and you know people were driving down the road and having to get out of their trucks and their cars and push things off to the side and i think pendot kind of came through and was like this is in cheddar you know so they ended up redoing the road and repaving it and then where the bank to curb and the, and the, the ledge were, they actually pushed it off to the side and broke them and then actually carved in like almost like a bike trail there. So the DIY is not there anymore, but for like three years, I mean, every kid in Reading was going there. Now we know DIY. We didn't skate there. I don't know. Does it show up on Google maps? It, yeah, it, 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 for, it was on Google maps for a little bit, but like, it's literally like demolished now. Like when you go down there, like the ledge is still there. They basically took like a, a forklift and just pushed it into the side of the, the highway divider but like the bank to curb that was there there's clips all over the line you know for it but like it's gone it's in the holistic video quite a bit isn't it yeah it is it's uh, actually uh, Stu miller's last trick is at the spot but it's on the other side because like, we we started the spot with a uh, there's a jersey barrier there and we would jersey barrier quick create it like over the years like different people in the scene like we have like strength skateboards like bfg started like kind of doing like a little bit of a of a quarter pipe or whatever just a little bit of transition and then when that got knocked out, we went back and just kind of like did it, did it more. And it ended up being more like a quarter pipe, you know, and from the quarter pipe, if you ever go there, it's pretty fucked up. But like Stu came from like the side and he launched off the quarter, like wallied it and went over the highway divider rail to the other side. And that's like the last trick in the video. And I, I, I just don't think it really does it justice unless you go there and like look at it. Yeah, I like those spots. You got to go spot seek it to see how crazy it really is into that. Ian, anything we need to mention, notice, ponder about Holistic and Reading? I'd say that this was a pretty good time. Yeah, for sure. And uh, special thanks to JD for letting us stay past closing time. Yeah. It took us almost two and a half hours to get this shit set up. Yeah. Thanks, JD. I mean, it's the second episode in person, so there was was some learning curve to it. Yeah, it's my first one in person. Yeah. Thank you, Steph, for being a part yeah, of it, too. Yeah, Steph, thanks. Max, we would have loved to hear from you. It can still happen. Anything quick, before to say? I hop off the mic, I feel like I have to be the one to shout out JD because he really is a big spokesperson for skateboarding and running. I feel like the first time I ever even heard about him was literally in a magazine about, like, the holistic skate shop and about how he's, like, a young entrepreneur and stuff like that. Like, made it sound like he, like, lives the dream and stuff like that, but... He really is a big spokesperson for like getting skate parks done, like trying to build better stuff, trying to make our home skate park better, just pushing skateboarding literally as much as possible. So like forever. Shout out to you, dude. Pretty much nailed it. That's what skate shop should do. I like that. That's a good closing bit. Max, last chance. Anything you want to say? People we need to think about. Shout out. All right, just come see Max at Holistic in Reading, Pennsylvania. Go skate Stone Cliff. Go stop by the Sunoku. 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 Stop by the Sudoku and get all of your lottery tickets done there. Go to Stone Cliff. Go see Jared McCallie. Do stand up if that's your thing. Do you still bartend, Chitty? No, I'm not No? Far back? No. Done with it. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that real quick? Talk about how you ended up working with Lakai. Uh, yeah. So uh, I've been running the shop for about close to like 10 years now. Uh, I've always carried Lakai as one of the footwear brands that we've had in the shop. And 
growing up, like my favorite skateboarders were like Rick Howard and Mike Carroll. So like, you know, obviously classics, you know, you could go into like every single video part they've ever done and as a company. And I know there's like a lot of ups and downs over the years with Grail Tap and, you know, it, I just think they're like one of the, like next to like Deluxe, like one of the most core, like best skate companies, you know? So uh, I always skated Lakai's like growing up, like I would buy them from Exit Skate Shop. I had like the What Would Carol Do, like Manchester's. That was like- Oh, the when they did the boards, the voting series. Yeah. So good. Like I just, I, I, I always had Manchester's and like Manchester Selects and like the Howard Selects, like we just rotate them out, you know, for years. And uh, my first pair was like the Kingston 2s when they came out, uh, the black leathers, they were sick. So, you know, and then Fully Flared came out in 2007, 2000, yeah, 2007. Seven. I remember it was the craziest time because we were freshmen at Temple and no one had the fucking video. And we knew that shops were getting it. I called Nocturnal like four times, you know, trying to find it. And they didn't get their shipment from UPS, but we went down to South Street and like chased down the UPS truck asking if they had packages for Nocturnal, like trying to get It was that deep, yeah. It was huge. Like if you lived in 2007 and that video came out, you wanted to watch it. Day of. You would, yeah. I went, I remember going to the one shop in Ardmore, Spectrum, dropped 30 bucks on it. Like, imagine if a place dropped a video now that was, th- well, actually, I think hockey's video. I'll backtrack on that. I won't go down that, but yeah, 30 bucks for fully flared. I remember paying that. Yeah. And, and we, we ended up finding it. It was at, it was at Black Diamond's uh, skate shop or like, you know, in the mall. Oh, so the UPS guy didn't even have it. Yeah. He didn't, we went, we found the UPS guy. He didn't have any packages for Nocturnal. It actually did get to Nocturnal, but it got there on Monday and the video like was coming out Friday. So we ended up tracking it down in Black Diamond, picked up a copy of it there. We drove like an hour away to, out of Philly to get this fucking video. We get back, right. And we've been on a quest. Like you have to imagine like, the internet was there like but it was so basic at the time you know like you weren't seeing like full parts or anything like that and like full videos so like we we quested for this video and it we we got back with the actual physical dvd in hand at like seven o'clock to like our i was in johnson hall which was one of the the residence halls and we went downstairs to the common room which had like you know a big screen tv and we're so hyped we're like we're gonna pop this in we're gonna have a good time we got like our friend had an xbox like we're, we're ready to go we walk down there and there is like a residence uh, advisor, like an RA, and she's running some kind of like like drinking seminar on like why you shouldn't drink. And like, and it was just like, they was like, they, she had food and everything. It was almost like they were doing a movie premiere and there was no one there for it. And she was kind of being like, yeah, you can't use the TV today. I have it rented out. And my friend, uh, John Mullen, who is like, if you meet him, he's the nicest person. I've never seen him flip a switch so much. He's like, you are leaving right now and we're watching this video. And uh, he just, put his foot down and we he was like fine you know what you take it take the tv you got it oh, and then we ended up putting the tv on uh turn fully flared on and it was funny because like just our hype alone we were screaming at oh, the man. intro like if you watch that intro for the first time it was like un- yeah, unreal was you know like you see the end he switch flips that set and it blows up and like fuck dude like crazy and we're screaming by that point before the video even starts and it's like an hour-long video so like it was so sick to see all that for the first time, but like our noise of screaming and yelling started bringing people from the residence hall down. So we were, we had like non-skaters watching this video with us just freaking out. It was kind of a cool premiere to have. I imagine that's a pretty good video to have playing for people that don't skate. You can probably be interested in like the Mark Johnson torso switch, Costin laser beam that ledge and whatnot. 
yeah, it was, it was a good time. So like, you know, like Lakai's always been kind of like there for me, like as one of the brands that I just always backed and skated as like a footwear brand. I mean, I've skated everything. Like I've had like, you know, Nikes, I used to skate Boosinitzes. Like I've, I've bounced around, you know, some of the companies, but I just always liked how the Manchester skated. And like, you know, I just, you know, just that iconic look. Like if you grew up on the East coast and saw like Popolardo skate, like, yeah. you know, it's Manchester's and like my, one of my favorite skateboarders was Nick Jensen. So like, you know, obviously like that tie in with like the English skaters and my right. family's English. So I thought that was always really cool that they named the, like the shoes after like English cities and like my family's from Manchester and Oldham. So like, it's kind of cool to get that tie back to like my, my roots, my heritage. Cause I'm only second generation American. So it's like kind of cool to like see that, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so in 2019, uh, they they were working and they I had always known the Lakai rep and he stepped down and a new person took over and was there for like about a year and a half two years who was it at the time so the original rep was uh Brian Mueller Mueller yeah really cool. from New York yeah yeah because like you have to understand like for anyone listening like when you start a skate shop and it's a little different now because of the internet and everything but they like, used to have trade shows and like you would go to these things and like sometimes they would just ignore you you know what i mean so, that was the thing yeah. yeah and he was like one of the only people that was like oh yo you're starting the shop cool like let's do something you know and to get that right off the bat like i just like you know if you backed me that early like i'm backing you you know so then uh, after uh brian mueller stepped down uh bill marshall took over for a little bit from nj skate shop and if you ever get a chance like watch his clips he rips so good at skateboarding and then i think he was there for like about a year and a half two years and he stepped down and they didn't have a rep and i just kind of reached out to you know, the, the, the inner house guys. And I was like, Hey, like if there's no one doing it in the Northeast, like I would love to take it over. And they, they didn't get back to me. <laughs> so, uh, that was like, I asked in like, I think like June of like 2019 and I just never heard anything back. And I ended up like, just kind of like following up with a friend of mine, uh, Dan, who ended up getting me a, a bartending job, you know, in the, in the local scene, actually right across the street from where we're building the Reading skate park. So I ended up getting that bartending job and, uh, the first week I was there, I was training and I got a call back from Lakai and they were like, yeah, we want you to do this job. So I was like, oh man, like now I got to juggle like all these three things. Cause I like, yeah. you know, I'd put, yeah. So for about a good year, I was doing bartending, uh, the shop and Lakai and just kind of like learning the ropes of like sales repping and whatnot. But it was funny, like on like, uh, sales dates, like due dates, I would be in like the back stock room of the bar, just like with my laptop, like writing orders for shops, like texting shop owners and stuff. It was pretty yeah. funny. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's been good to you. You enjoy it there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good culture. Everyone that works for the company, like it's like, it's different. Cause like I don't work for Lakai directly, but I'm like basically 1099, but like we do like sales before COVID, obviously we would do like these sales meetings where they'd fly you out and you'd hang out and you'd do a big sales dinner with everybody. But like, one of the best stories is like, you know, I, I had met Carol a few times, like through those sales meetings, you know, just at the bar or whatever. But one day we were actually all hanging out, going to our, our sales dinner, which was like, we were in Palm Springs. They flew us out there and it was cool. Cause like actually a bunch of fucked up shit happened on that uh, trip, which is kind of cool. Uh, we were driving in our bus. Like they took us, we went ATV riding in the desert in Palm Spring, which is like our, our like joint, like, you know, bonding thing that they had team set building, up for us. Yeah. yeah. Their team building event, which is, I'd never ridden an ATV before, but I was like fucking killing it on it. Like it was fun. And, uh, we got out there and on the way to the ATVs, we were in these buses to travel and we saw like the craziest accident. Like this dude just hit a car with it and just took off, just going full speed. And like five cops were just like chasing, and then as we were driving past that, if you look to the right, 
you saw this crazy water park and it was actually the same water park that Tony Hawk did for that one cover. It was like, it's like basically like a water park where it's like a gigantic circle and it looks almost like a, like an ice cream cone. It's like strawberry and orange colored. And you know, a bunch of people were getting tricks in the magazine. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty iconic photo. It was like a whole bunch of the creature dudes and anti-hero dudes and like Tony Hawk and like, they would pump up it and like just do like flat like you know air out tricks and stuff like that. Looks like a giant funnel, but we drove by it and it's just seeing that thing in person. You're like, holy shit, you know. But uh, we were going to our sales meeting and my friend Mike, who's the the rep from Florida, he was sitting there and he, we were gonna call an Uber to go to dinner. And uh, Mike Carroll pulled up and he had a new Tesla and he was like, "Are you guys going to dinner?" And uh, Mike was like, "Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're calling an Uber right now." And he's like, "Oh, you can ride with me to dinner." So the first time I was in a Tesla was actually Mike Carroll's Tesla. Is it the Tesla where the doors swing up or is it the four door Model X or something? I think it was one of the first ones that came out, but like it definitely had the automatic steering though, which freaked me out because he's like, oh, you want to check it out? And we're driving on the the road and you like let it go, you know? And I was like, holy shit, you know? But the whole time I'm fanning out in the back because like I watched, I grew up watching like Mike Carroll parts and I'm like sitting in the back of a seat and he's just driving me to dinner and I'm like. Yeah, or not driving you to dinner. Yeah. Giving that a Yeah. So that was like a really cool experience. But yeah, overall, like it's a cool company to work for. Everyone there is like a skateboarder, like the team manager, the team's all really sick. Like first big event we did was having them come to Reading and do like a demo signing for everyone. And I mean, that was a great event. Like they were so cool. All the kids, like patient, like they were here for two hours signing like autographs and just kicking it and like just talking to people and then went to Stonecliff and just skated, you know, and they were there till dark. You know, it was a four hour long demo. Someone filmed that demo too. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was cool. They yeah, like filmed uh, all of it. I think. I, I don't know how it ended up in my algorithm, but yeah, it's on YouTube. If you want to check them. Yeah, I mean, dude, like honestly, like if you get a chance, like dude, Simon, Simon Banner had footage, man. That right. kid's kids, kids on the terrain. I like Griffin a lot too. Oh, Baggy your pants. Oh yeah, yeah, he's got the fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's cool, but yeah, no, it's cool. It's like I think the coolest part is like you know giving feedback to the company like things that i hear as like a shop owner like that customers give to me i can then pass on to the company and to the designers and to like the production team and trying to help make the brand better what yeah yeah it's like i think having like the shop owner's perspective and then passing that on to the brand is kind of like essential you know and i know a lot of the bigger companies kind of do that because most of them have taken like employees that used to work in shops or the industry so i feel like having that like be more hand in hand with like some of the smaller companies now like it's it's a good thing to have we've gone over an hour this is crazy it only took us how many to get filled up or get ready two hours or so we made it though anything ian steph max jd we need to say for the greater good shout out holistic okay yeah, I mean you're you're the one you know, holding shop for us. You're the one that could go home now. Yeah, We're the ones yeah. holding you up. So yeah, if you want to like, keep going, go. We're working like, I, like for anyone that's ever been to the area. Like they probably they probably definitely read like news articles or seen Instagram like you know pictures and stuff about like we're building a new skate park in Reading, and it's it's actually getting like finalized in like the next couple months. So I'm really really hoping by like the end of November, early December, like our. Uh, our mayor is supposed to go out and, and get this uh, this project out to bid in the Pennsylvania government. It should take about a month, but I think he's going to do a press release and kind of like let us know that it's going out to bid and that construction is going to start and everything in the next couple months. So I'm like really excited because I've been pushing for this thing since like 2013 and, you know, 2016, we all incorporated and made a nonprofit called the Reading Skate Park Association. And like what's cool with that too 
is how much like we learned it from like the Minersville Skate Park Association and we've like inspired other people. Like there's like the Lancaster Skate Park Association now and there's I think there's a new one out in the Delco one. Yeah. yeah. Skate Philly's back now and it's not it's kinda like doing things now. So it's like awesome that we can all kind of come together and do this. And I feel like what's gonna be really cool is like once the Reading one kind of gets done and finished is just to see people from outside the area come in and skate and get to like enjoy our area a little bit. And I'm like really stoked for that. So pushes up the economy for everybody. It's like a win win on everyone's and it, and honestly it's cool. It's cool going through the whole spectrum of like when I first started advocating for it where it was like no one in the city government wanted it and they thought it was such a big nuisance but now it's like the mayor and the, his whole administration is like so pumped on it you know and they want to see it happen so you so think like, that's because of the olympics i could, could be i mean I, I have to say like you just yeah covid covid definitely helped because of the boom of outdoor rec and then like obviously like i have to say just because mario mccoy like being on the olympic team that was definitely talked about in some of that because he's a local reading person so right. it's like that's a huge part of it and i think like you know covid even helped out too because with like all the ARPA funding that came through, like we ended up getting like $1.2 million from that money. So, and that basically like paid for like, not just a half of the park, we're getting the whole thing built all at once. So yeah, so it's, it's exciting. So I'm just really hoping that like after 10 years, like, you know, next year's the year and we can actually like see it get built and people can come skate it and enjoy it. Hell yeah. We'll be here. I'll come back. It'll be easy. Hell yeah. You've been listening to us talk at Holistic Skate Shop in Reading, Pennsylvania. For the last hour or so, I've been Carl, I've been and I think you had a pretty good time, I imagine, right? I yeah, this was a good time. Uh, you can f- listen to more All My Skate videos on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. You could find us on the Instagram at All My Skate Videos. You could shoot us an email at amsvpod at gmail.com. We also have a little Patreon, too, if you want to kick us some bucks, because I would like I'm, I mean, I want to do a road trip. Yeah, and I'm trying to retire by the time I'm 31, yeah. and I need you to pay for it. We're going to have a lot of free time when we retire in the next two years. So, yeah, feel free to support the Patreon, patreon.com slash videos. If I think of anything else, I'll say it in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.